The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is paid for by NJC Investments, who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program right here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. My name is Nick Colarossi. I am a certified retirement counselor with NJC Investments in Clarks Green, Pennsylvania, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen once again to dial us in as we open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge. Our program originates this morning from the luxurious corner office studio at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Complex, located high atop the blistering hot fields and peaks of the West Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Our goal on today's program is to help you to become a better long-term investor and to help you to weather the storms of the 2022 investment markets. We're going to get you through today with what's going on right now, what's working right now, and what you can look forward to as we head to the second half of 2022 and beyond. Now, before we get to all the great information we have to share with you this morning, let me first introduce the man that makes this program and all of the other wonderful educational programs that you hear each weekend here on The Talker possible. That is producer extraordinaire and the smartest guy in the room, Mr. D.C. Taylor. <laughs> Hi, Nick. Good morning. How are you? I'm are you doing? doing well. You have to be the smartest guy in the room. If you listen to all this great programming on Saturdays and Sundays, you have to take some of it in. I can't help but listen i mean i'm <laughs> sitting here recording the shows and yes it's a, a wide a wide assortment of topics i uh, i get educated on every week here. well that is why they call the talker the education, education station, station for, for the, the entire, entire nation. nation right here on the weekends and okay. times like this dc tell you need a little bit of that education i think so we have yes. some great information today we're going to talk to you about Continue that theme about what is working right now in the investment markets. We're not going to sugarcoat it. I know where we stand in the markets, DC. Mm -hmm. We are now, we've had eight straight, eight consecutive weeks of selling in the S&P 500. Mm. Eight consecutive mm. down weeks. Wow. Now, I've been telling everybody this feels a lot like 2008. It feels a lot like 2000. Yes, I was a financial advisor all the way back then as well. Sure. Two big down markets in the rear view mirror. It's been feeling a lot like this, but eight straight down weeks. You know mm -hmm. how far you have to go back in the markets? Um, how far? 1932. 
Oh, that's how how tough things have been for investors out there. But this is not a time to panic. We will get through this. Yes, we've been kind of uh, telling you for the last year to year and a half how to diversify your portfolios to kind of get through this the best we can until we get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Where is that light, DC Taylor? Do you know the day? Uh, no, I don't. Not a, not even a clue. Neither do I. There's a lot of people <laughs> on TV that say, oh, on this month, at this time, everything will start to get... Nobody knows. Sure, right. There are no experts, just some that guess better than others. And we're going to share some of those opinions with you, including a major investor. We're going to tell you what... That investor is buying. Yes, I said buying right now, looking out for long-term investors, looking out to the future. So we'll give you some ideas there as well as some diversified ideas, some out-of-the-box ideas. So I hope you will stay tuned with us the entire hour. I promise to make it well worth your while, and you will be all the wiser for it. Before we get to all that information, DC, just some housekeeping here. If there's ever a question you have on anything we cover on the program, or if you'd like to bounce some ideas off us in the world of finances, you can always reach out to us at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030, or drop us a line, njcinvestments.com is our website, nick at njcinvestments.com. My email, I'm happy to answer emails. I'm happy to answer your phone calls when calling us. If you need information that we can get out to you, of course, it's always free of charge or obligation. Don't be shy. We love hearing from our listeners. And DC, we've also been hearing from a lot of listeners that I know are outside of our traditional listening area here in northeastern pennsylvania so yeah. you must be doing a good job getting the word out about that radio bold app Do you uh, want to tell everybody about that if they're traveling yeah radio bold r-a-d-i-o-b-o-l-d radio bold you get the mobile dev- uh, mobile app for your devices your phones and tablets and uh, you can enjoy all the radio bold uh, bold gold media group stations uh, there's nine of them on there uh, including 94.3 fm the talker so you can hear uh, when this show goes uh uh, airs on 94.3 FM and uh, maybe you're out of the area, Just uh, you can just pull up the Radio Bold app. Well, that sounds like a great idea. That sounds yeah. like a great application. How much does that cost? That is free. That's the best part. <laughs> That's it's right. absolutely free. Takes moments to download. You uh-huh. get all those great stations and if you're traveling, yeah. just dial us in at, uh, on the app. That's right. At 9 a.m. on Saturdays. And if, if all with all of that, if you miss a program, you want to go back and hear a part of the program, all of our programs are on our website, njcinvestments.com, and also on major podcast platforms. I guess the most listeners on the podcast come from Apple. Right. But we're also on Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all yeah. there's And there's a bunch. There's 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 a bunch. Yeah. And, and if you subscribe, you know, to obviously just, you'll get the little alerts on your phone saying, hey, a new, new episode of your right. financial future That's is ready. Right. And you can grab it right there. Absolutely free as well. So thank you for that. And uh, DC, it is time to get on with our finances today. I just told you about the eight straight down weeks, a lot of pain for investors in 2022. I'd like to talk to the newer investors, somebody that's maybe just invested for the last two, three, four years. This is new for them, mm-hmm. right? It's right. been a good market. We did see the brief dip in 2020 with the pandemic, but a V-shaped recovery back then. This is not a V-shaped recovery. We are still in a downtrend. 
I personally, and it's just my opinion, think we are getting close to a bottom, but we're not quite there yet. On Friday, the S&P 500 did enter into bear market territory. What is bear market territory? Down 20% from the recent highs. Now, the tech-heavy NASDAQ had entered bear market territory already. The S&P 500, the most diverse, the broadest index that we have, entered bear market territory on Friday. And I think that the Dow will probably follow as well. The Dow is still the best performer. And in the Dow, traditionally the safer stocks, there's only 30 stocks in the Dow industrial average. That's getting closer as well. Don't let that freak you out. Bear markets do happen. They are normal, but they're not fun when you're in the middle of them like we are right now. Bear markets happen since the end of World War II, D.C. Taylor. The average has been about once every 5.4 years, we go into a bear market. There have been 14 since 1945. In that time period, the average stock in a bear market loses 36%. So we're already down 20. Many stocks are already down well over 30%. So again, I, I think, and that's my opinion, that we're getting closer to a bottom somewhere in here. I hope the sooner the better, right? Right. The sooner the better. So if you are a long-term investor, if you have a long-term horizon, a 50-year time horizon, DC Taylor, and you stay invested through, which I believe you should, although you diversify through and make changes along the way to your portfolio, you can expect to live through 14 bear markets. Wow. Right? So it's, right. again, it is not something that's out of the normal. But the good news is that bear markets tend to be short-lived. They are an average of 289 days or about 9.6 months. This according to the Hartford, the Hartford funds, mm -hmm. they say 9.6. Now, I've seen others that say 1.2 years. We'll go with somewhere between 9.6 months and 1.2 years. But we can live through those and just diversify those portfolio and keep focused on your long-term goals. Don't worry about, don't look every day. Don't worry about where your portfolio is going to be on Wednesday and on Friday. Worry about where it's going to be three years from now. Prepare for the long term. There's a lot of things going on right now in the market. There's a lot of things, DC, that are on sale right now. Yeah. Coming into this year, the S&P 500 had a forward P.E. of over 22 times earnings. The average long-term P.E. on the market is about 17 times earnings, mm -hmm. and we were up at 22. So you can say, hey, maybe we were a little bit overpriced there. Now, a lot of analysts thought that we would grow into that P.E. by earnings continuing to rise, and they are rising. We yeah. had a good earnings period for the most part. We'll talk about a couple earnings. We're just about through with the... Uh, with the earnings season for this quarter. We'll talk about a few of those in just a moment. But right now, the P.E. on the S&P 500 has dipped down into the 16% range, meaning that, hey, there may be some value being created. We may be now a little bit undervalued on the markets. I'm looking at some of the bigger companies with very, very compressed P.E. multiples. That might mean that they're on sale right now. Will they get cheaper? I don't know. They have been every week for the last eight weeks, it seems. Right. How long that goes on, I don't know that either, but it will not go on forever. So have your shopping list ready. 
have quality investments on that shopping list that you want to own for the long term. And if you're ready, start to dollar cost average in. If I had $10,000 to put into an investment, DC Taylor, mm-hmm. I might put in $2,000 or $2,500 today. Yeah. And then next month on the same day, I might just do the same thing until I had that $10,000 invested. Same thing if I had $100,000 to invest, leg into the market. You're not going to be able to pick the bottom of the market. If you can pick the bottom of the market, you're the luckiest person on, on earth or you're the li- you're a liar, right? <laughs> right. One or the other. Right. If I'm doing this 30 years and I can't pick a bottom, right. it's, it's difficult. Yeah. So it's almost impossible to do. So having said that, Start averaging in now over time on quality investments. That's my opinion. I think that pays off very well for you in the long term. Yes, bear markets can be painful, but overall, keep this in mind. Markets are generally positive. The majority of the time, markets are positive. Over the last 92 years, D.C. Tiller, the S&P 500, has been in a bear market 20.6 of those 92 years. Let's put it another way. The markets are positive on the rise 78% of the time. So keep the faith. Things will get better. Now remember, please stay with us throughout the program. We are going to share with you some investment strategies that are working right now and some other strategies that you may consider for the long term that may be on sale right now. But before we get into those, DC Taylor, a lot of talk also, negative talk in our markets about an economic recession. We had a first quarter GDP that was negative. Right. If the second quarter is negative, that would technically be a recession in our economy. Right. And Boy, did we hear that word tossed about last week. Are we going into a recession? Are we not going into a recession? I'm not sure, but I think we may already be in a recession. Now, there's a major economist that disagrees with me, and I'll, I'll finish that with him. But to, it's very possible that we get that second quarter because everybody's starting to tighten up with their wallet, and they have to, right? You have to pay for gas. You have to pay for food. Right. Prices are going out of sight. If you've uh-huh. been to the grocery store or the gas station lately, have uh, you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Putting down a few, a few, quite a few more dollars at the, all everywhere, everywhere. So then it's harder to buy clothing <laughs> and things that you would like to have but don't necessarily need. And if that's the case, being that we're a 70% consumer driven economy, there's a good chance that we do go into a recession. But then again, it is not time to panic. According to Kiplinger, since World War II, the recessions that we have had have lasted 11.1 months. 11 months. Okay. Now, usually, DC, when they tell you we're in a recession, they backdate it. They, they'll tell you, if we're in a recession right now, we might not be told that for six months when they get all the facts together. Okay, it's a recession, but it started X. Yeah. So Kiplinger says the best time to invest, the best time to invest in, a, in the market is the day they announce that we're in a recession. Okay, right? Yeah, right. For instance, the 2007 recession that we had, they announced it that we're in a recession December 1st, 2008, one year (laughs) after it it had officially started, they said, 
and the ensuing bull market that started in June of 2009 lasted more than a decade. Yeah. So they say, if you hear them say we're in a recession, uh-huh. that's when they start really putting some capital to work again, according to Kiplinger. In 2020, we had that recession that was the V-shaped recession. Um, they announced the end of the recession on July 19th, 2021 again now one year after it actually ended and the s&p by that time was up 50 percent right so don't get too caught up with this according to kiplinger we get a recession once every 58.4 months or every just about every five years the economy does go into a recession. It is not the end of the world. Uh, well, you know, if you're in a group of people and someone says the word recession, you know that someone else in the group is going to have to go, oh, or a depression. Or a depression. <laughs> the D cause, word. Because somebody's always got to be, oh, got to be the, oh, what, you know, take it, take it even further. What if? You're correct. But, but, You're correct. They're already starting to say that. And, and I'd be the guy who is going to stand here and say, well, what's the difference between a depression and a recession? All right. Well, I'll give you the uh, the the economic answer. Yes, uh, for a great economist, and I forget which one it was. It yeah. was, uh, but it sticks in my head. The answer. Yeah. It was a recession is when your neighbor loses his job. Okay. A depression is when you lose yours. Okay. <laughs> that's right. not the real answer. <laughs> that, right. that that was uh, th- that's yeah. A, a recession is a couple of months. Uh-huh. A depression would last years. Okay. Let's hope we don't get either. Right. Now, I told you I would uh, share thoughts real quickly here as we end up the first segment. And don't go anywhere. Remember, we have some ideas coming your way. But uh, I'll share some thoughts from Chief Economist Brian Westbury. You know how often we quote him. We've mm-hmm. played his clips here. If he puts anything else out yeah. that we can mm-hmm. play, we will play it again. But uh, he was on it with... Um, Uh, Stuart Varney on Fox Business on Friday morning as things were starting to get a little bit crazy. We actually opened up on Friday and then sold off from there, went into a bear market on the S&P 500. But Stuart Varney asked our economist, Brian Westbury, of First Trust Securities, are we going into a recession? And he said straight out, he said, and I don't want, I want a straight out answer. I don't want one of these on the right hand and on the left hand answers, right? (laughs) Right. Like we've talked about. Uh, So he said, no. He said, we are not going into a recession in 2022. And he said, um, because of, uh, of the employment situation where we have so much, so many people we can put back to work mm-hmm. because of the earnings that have come in for the most part positive, he thinks the consumer is still going to remain relatively strong. He thinks in the second quarter, we will get 2% growth. If the second quarter is 2% growth, mm-hmm. we don't have those two quarters in a row. Right. Okay. So the let's hope he's right. He also thinks for the entire year of 2022, our economy will grow between 2 and 2.5%. Two and Okay. I have my doubts. Yeah. I hope I am wrong, and I hope Brian Westbury is right. I hope we do not go into that recession. I hope um, the economy picks up. Now, we gave you his price targets last week on the S&P 500 and on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. He told us at the beginning of the year where we would be. He had uh, predictions that we would be up 10 to 15% in those markets last week. He cut his targets. He cut his estimates on the Dow and the S&P, but not by a lot. 
Westbury now thinks that somewhere before the end of the year, and he's thinking later in the year, DC, Mm -hmm. but he thinks there will be a market rally here in 2022. Again, I I hope he is right. Okay. He says the Dow Jones industrial average will go to 39,000. His old target was 40. Uh He only brought it down to 39. And he brought the S&P down from 5,200 target to 4,900 target. Now, if he is right, and there's no way to know, and we'll we'll be here every Saturday to keep his report card. Right. If he is right, the Dow Jones would have to go up about 27% from here to end the year, and the S&P 500 would have to go up about 28% to wow. end the year. Mm. That's why I say, just in case, this may be a good time to be dollar cost averaging into quality investments. If Westbury's right and we have 27, 28% returns from here, you'll be sorry you didn't listen to Brian Westbury. Right. Well, DC, let's take our first break right here, but don't you dare go anywhere because when we come back from this break, we are going to be sharing some stock ideas with you that one major Wall Street investor is buying, has been buying, continues to buy right now now and we'll also be talking about some out of the box investment ideas that you may want to do your homework on put on your radar screen Mm -hmm. some interesting things coming up dc okay but before we go to this break let's thank our friends at sidell's restaurant on north main avenue in scranton pennsylvania for sponsoring this portion of our program a great italian american bistro right here in your backyard a great new outdoor patio it is you gotta get your reservations in for that dc it's packed on the patio but there's also the classic comfortable indoor dining room and uh, great service and great nightly specials do yourself a favor pick up the phone right now get your reservations to sidell's restaurant i promise you you will not be disappointed. Your financial future back after this brief message. I hope you will please stay with us. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. Sedell's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sedell's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sedell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedell's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sedell's. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. Helped along 
as I am each and every Saturday by Mr. D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame. D.C. Taylor, what have you been doing with our weather? Yesterday, a crazy (laughs) day was bright. It was dark. It was raining. It was bright again. Uh, Today, I'm looking out there. It's starting to heat up already. What's going on? It's uh, a sizzler. It's going to be a sizzler today, not uh, not associated with the uh, the steak restaurant there. But uh, um, it's going to be hot, sunny, uh, mostly sunny and hot today and uh, getting into the 90s. Uh, could be record setting. I'm yeah, a, a few steps into the 90s. Yes, could be a setting a record, uh, but it's going to be mostly dry. But tomorrow we'll get some thunderstorms. It'll be around 90. And uh, yeah, so it'll get a little wet again tomorrow. Well, we'll take whatever we get, like the yeah. warm weather today. And sure. uh, it should be a nice weekend. Hope you can enjoy the weekend with your family, with your friends. Yes. Well, D.C. Taylor, I'm certainly enjoying the weekend a lot better now that I have a piping hot cup of coffee in front of me, and I know what this is. But why don't you tell everybody what we're drinking this morning? Getting a good start to the Saturday morning. Uh, Of course, it is the classic... uh, Eight o'clock, uh, what do you call it? eight o'clock Italian roast? Dark Italian Dark roast, Italian yep, roast. my favorite. Uh, hearkening back, uh, I like to call it uh, hearkening back to my days as a uh, top 40 radio DJ. It's the top eight at nine well, because it's eight o'clock coffee and we're enjoying it at nine, nine o'clock, o'clock in the morning. That's not too bad. <laughs> it's certainly terrific. And uh, w- hey, we urge everyone, why don't you grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early Saturday morning started? Sit back and enjoy the rest of our program. Well, DC Teller, before we get to those stock ideas from uh, someone you may have heard of in mm-hmm. the past, I just wanted to point out the growth versus value. Mm-hmm. We always talk about what's winning. Usually it's been growth, certainly, over the last 10 years. And is what do you think is winning so far in 2022? Not many things winning, right? Right. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you here. Um, if, The pure growth index, the pure value index, according to Bloomberg, over the last 15 years, pure growth has outperformed on an annual basis, pure value by 10.7 for growth per year, 10.7% returns versus pure value, 8.1% returns. Mm -hmm. And the five-year average growth has outperformed 11.8% per year versus 9.7% for pure value. In the crazy year that is 2022 so far, Uh let's go the other way. Pure value is actually up. These numbers through May 16th, by the way, from Bloomberg. Pure value up 1.97%. Pure growth down 25.9%. It's even worse now after this past week. So way out of whack. Everything's out of whack in 2022. Take heart. It will straighten itself out. DC Taylor just won't tell me the exact day, but it will. Things will normalize over time. We are in a crazy market period. Don't do things that you'll regret. You know, don't be forced out of your quality investments at low prices. Uh, that's just my opinion here. As I always like to say, DC Taylor, it's times like these that stocks return to their rightful owners. Yes. Don't be the weak hands, be the strong hands. Yes. Right? right. Accumulate quality for the long term. If you don't have a long term time horizon, that's different. But if you are a long term investor, this is the time to have that quality shopping list ready. Well, DC, let's move on to the investor that's out there buying right now in 2022. Now, you may have heard of this investor. If I said 
Have you heard DC Tiller of the Wizard of Walla Walla? <laughs> no. You, you would say no. But no. if I said, have you heard of the Oracle of Omaha? Oh, of course, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. <laughs> the, the kind old grandfatherly like guy who kind of has a hold on the markets. We'll yeah. put it nicely. Yeah. He seems to have the right, the, the right ideas more often than not. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. And Warren Buffett, one of the few major investors that I've heard out there, is saying this is the time to be committing capital to the markets. And he's letting his wallet do the talking, D.C. Taylor. He was sitting on a mountain of cash coming into 2022. Some may say he missed some of the uh, top of the market in 2020 into 2021. But he's, he's not worried about that. He is putting more cash to work. In the first quarter of this year, he put more cash to work than he has ever before at a faster pace than ever before. He's put about one-third of his cash holdings into the market in the first quarter. What does that tell you, D.C. Taylor? Is he afraid of the long term? Uh, Apparently not. He's finding bargains in his opinion, and uh, just what we're saying, look for bargains. I'm looking at things that that I like a lot, and I have not been buying. I've been waiting, but I'm about to start edging into certain quality items um, that I perceive as quality, some that I hold and have held for years. Sometimes the best investment that you can make, best new investment, is one that you already have. Mm -hmm. Average into it. Mm But Warren Buffett is out there doing that. And let me share today with you some of Warren Buffett's top purchases so far in 2022. They have to make a filing. When you're this big of an investor, you have to do a what's called a 13F regulatory filing with the Securities Exchange Commission. This is public knowledge. So let's share with you today what Warren Buffett, this is through March 31st of this year, his purchases. First up, Chevron, symbol CVX, Berkshire Hathaway gave a major boost to Chevron holdings during the quarter. He increased his original $4.5 billion share up to $25.9 billion by the end of March. CVX pays a 3% dividend. And uh, Buffett likes those dividend-paying stocks. Certainly the energy area working out so far. His second uh, biggest purchase, Occidental Petroleum. And Occidental Petroleum, he now holds 143 million shares of the company. That's about a 15% stake in the Texas-based oil and gas company, OXY, the symbol there. He put in new stakes in three financial companies, Citigroup, symbol C, Ally Financial, A-L-L-Y, and Markle Corporation, M-K-L. And that's almost like a mini Berkshire Hathaway. It has insurance operations and investment operations. I'm not familiar with that company, M-K-L. Ally Financial, I'm familiar with. Citigroup, we do hold, by the way, Occidental and Chevron. We also hold for certain investors at NJC Investments for full disclosure. Next up, this one surprises me, D.C. Taylor. It's mm-hmm. out of his general realm. It's Activision Blizzard, okay. ATVI. That sounds like a snow cone or a milkshake maker, right? <laughs> or it sounds like a, a, a video game machine that also makes snow cones. <laughs> well, it is a video game maker, Activision okay. Blizzard. Right. And uh, they have recently been acquired by Microsoft. That deal will close mid-2023. But Buffett added to his shares there because he thinks that there is still a little bit more upside and he thinks the deal will close. 
The next is his largest holding. He added to it as well. That little fruit company named Apple, AAPL, he added to shares as well in the quarter. He has a brand new position in another technology company. And again, surprising because for years and years, Warren Buffett said, stay away from technology companies. You can't figure them out. We don't know. So we like to go with things we know. And he's more of a financial utility type guy. Mm -hmm. But he added to a new position in Hewlett Packard, HPQ. The, the symbol for Hewlett Packard, and he now has an 11% stake in the company, 104 million shares worth $3.8 billion. Oh. When he buys shares, he buys shares, Casey. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> All right. Next was another surprise to many analysts, many Wall Street personnel, Paramount Global, right? The uh, entertainment company. Mm-hmm. Paramount Studios now also contains MTV, Nickelodeon, CBS. Berkshire Hathaway bought 68.9 million shares in March, $2.6 billion worth of paraglobal symbol there, P-A-R-A. And also another new holding, Selenase Corporation. And Selenase is a chemical paints uh, coatings industry they're in. CE is your symbol. He put a $1.1 billion investment into Selenase and also into McKesson Corporation. And this is a um, distributor of pharmaceuticals and medical supplies, MCK is your symbol there. Those are the companies that Warren Buffett was purchasing in the first quarter. You may ask, what was he selling to make those purchases? What was he selling to make those purchases? That's a great question, DC. Thank you for that. Sure. He sold his shares, almost all of his shares in Verizon Communications, VZ. He sold 99% of his shares, leaving $70 million worth at the end of March. He sold AbbVie, Bristol-Myers Squibb, and Royal Pharma, ABBV, BMY, and RPRX. He sold Store Capital Corporation, STOR, and he sold his entire position of Wells Fargo, WFC. That bank's been nothing but a problem. He, he was an early investor there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also lost faith in Wells Fargo. A lot of uh, turmoil there, although they've they've gotten a little better over the last year. Buffett kind of giving up on WFC. Well, DC, let's finish up with Buffett's top portfolio holdings right now for Berkshire Hathaway. Number one, Apple, a $159 billion stake. Bank of America is his number two holding, $42.6 billion. His number three holding, American Express, $28.4 billion, and Chevron is now his number four holding, and that's a $25 billion in Chevron. Now, this article comes to us from Bankrate, and they finish up by saying, D.C. Taylor, that even though it's Warren Buffett, make sure you do your own homework and thoroughly research all of these positions if you have an interest before you go jumping in because you have to make your own buy and sell decisions. Every stock or every investment is not right for every investor. And we say the same thing in anything that we cover here on the program. Sure. Always do your own homework. They're never recommendations from us or from NJC Investments. We don't know your suitability. We don't know your risk tolerance, your time horizons. So always make sure that a particular investment is right for your particular portfolio. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments right here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. And thanks for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. DC, we've come to my favorite part of the program, usually my favorite part of the program. It's tougher this this year, <laughs> right? where we'd like to catch you up on where we stand year to date in our capital markets. But before we do that, you know that I always like to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. And that is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. Well, DC, a very interesting community family event today. Okay. And this is Explore a Truck for the kids. Yeah. Right? You get to check out all different types of trucks. They can sit in them. They can touch them. They can beep the horns. <laughs> kids love trucks, DC, well, Taylor. Of course. These trucks will all be at Montage Mountain at the Ski Shack on the way up Montage Mountain in Music, Pennsylvania. They'll also be at Quiet Hour, D.C. Taylor, from noon till 1 p.m. The event, it actually starts today, D.C., mm-hmm. at noon with a quiet hour from noon till 1 p.m. So you can bring your mat. Right. Okay. And have a nice little nap or okay. whatever you do. Okay. But after that, the event continues to 4 p.m. Rain or shine. No rain today, D.C. Taylor says. Right. The event is, it only costs Five dollars. The proceeds are going to benefit the Children's Advocacy Center of Northeastern Pennsylvania. For information, you can visit CACNEPA.org. Again, that is today, starting at noon with a quiet hour, and then it goes till 4 p.m. And a couple other events coming up, DC. Uh, the concert series, the absolutely free concert series, coming back to Nayog Park in Scranton starting next Sunday, kicks off with. East Coast at 4 p.m. next Sunday. And then the following week, we'll have the uh, Fortunes at 1 p.m. That would be June 5th. And the Wannabes, a great band, great local band at 4 p.m. And then the following week after that, there'll be Lights Out at 1 p.m. And Flaxy Morgan, another well-known local band, they'll be at 4 p.m. A lot of free concerts coming up every weekend starting next weekend. Nice. At Nayog Park in Scranton. You can check that out as well. Great family event. Take a blanket, take a lawn chair, take the entire family, mm-hmm. get out and enjoy. Yeah. What do you have for us, DC Taylor? Fine Arts Fiesta happening uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, Public Square in downtown Wilkesbury. Food and lots of great food, of course, and drinks and live music. Fun for the kids like face painting and puppet shows. Uh, you can check out the schedule of events. Uh, on the website, fineartsfiesta.org, or uh, just head on over to Public Square, downtown Wilkesbury today and tomorrow. And also, in, in just a couple of weeks, the, the Lackawanna Blind Association will host its annual William J. Jordan Memorial Swing for Sight Golf Tournament. It is Monday, June 6th at Glen Oak Country Club in Clark Summit. You can register on, online at LackawannaBlind.org. They check in at 1030, lunch at 11, tee off at noon, and proceeds from the Swing for Sight Golf Tournament benefit the Lackawanna Blind Association. Great cause. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you, you, D.C. Taylor. It's not always all about the dollars. Get out. Enjoy your community. You've got it. All right, D.C., time to get back to finance right now, though. And here is where we stand in our capital markets as of May 21st. 
2022. The Dow Jones Industrial Average now down about 15% year to date. The S&P 500, which dipped into that bear territory down 20% year to date, finished right around there, came back a little bit later in the day. The NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, still the loser of the year, down 28% as of yesterday's close. The 10-year Treasury yield is now hovering about 2.78%, so often the highs got up into the 3.2 area. People thought that was just going to keep going. It's ticked down a little bit. If that continues to come down, there may be hope in the short term for the NASDAQ. I I think they've been tied together, but uh, not so far in 2022 the price of a barrel of oil the other the other inflation gauge out there that's been uh certainly hurting us and certainly causing a lot of the inflation dc yeah, yeah. 112 dollars a barrel yeah. and diesel is uh still going up and up and yeah. the more diesel goes up the more our prices on just about everything goes up sure somebody has to get that under control do you have any ideas I I, uh, I have some ideas. Uh, Can we say them on the radio? <laughs> I, I am not in any position of power to enact them. That's, uh, that's not my job. <laughs> I'll leave that up to the next program that you also produce, the Shale Gas News, right mm-hmm. after us. I'm sure they have ideas as well. But we need to get the price of oil down, the price of gasoline at the pumps down mm-hmm. for us to get out of this inflationary period. I think that's a major, major, major cause of it. Sure. DC, we're just a little bit long in the segment. Let's take a break right here and let's thank our friends at Montrose Motors for sponsoring this portion of our program. This is a great family dealership in a great little town, Montrose, Pennsylvania. They say it's only a short country drive, DC Taylor. Yeah. To see that new Ford lineup, the new 2022s will be the 22. 22- 23s will be coming out soon. Right. A couple more months, maybe. What else do they have? Well, if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, a a fine quality pre-owned vehicle, uh, whatever your needs are, uh, whatever your budget is, I'm sure they can help you find uh, the one that is uh, perfect for you. That's right. And they always have the coffee on. So make sure you check out my pals at Montrose Motors. I'm sure they'll make you that great deal on your next vehicle. Your financial future with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped along by DC Tiller of Bold Gold Radio fame, back after these brief messages. Please stay with us, won't you? Looking for a dealership where you'll feel right at home the minute you walk into the showroom? This describes Montrose Motors to a T. You know, that Ford dealership in the great little town of Montrose, Pennsylvania? Not only do they have a great selection of new Ford vehicles in stock, they also have an equal amount of quality pre-owned cars, SUVs, and trucks. It's just a short country drive to the no-hassle Ford dealer Montrose Motors on Grow Avenue. Ask for Andy Bennett or Doug Thomas. These guys really have never met a stranger. You'll end up friends. Nestled in the rolling hills of beautiful Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, you will find NJC Investments, a capable small-town firm with local values working right here for the citizens of our own community. Whether it's retirement planning, college planning, or just building up that long-term nest egg, the advisors at NJC Investments have decades of experience helping your neighbors achieve their goals. Why don't you get to know NJC Investments too? You can reach us at 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. 
and we welcome you to join us weekly as we broadcast the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker, Saturdays at 9 a.m. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi from NJC Investments on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm DC Taylor, the producer of this whole thing here. Good morning, Nick. How are we doing? Good morning, DC Taylor. I'm hanging in there. It's yeah. been an up and down kind of a week, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. always great to be here on the weekend. Of course, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Friday, uh, you saw up and down. You're talking uh, Friday, it was, uh, the S- it was the S&P got into like bear market, bear market ter- we said, yeah. territory, then it went positive kind of again. Is, so, so is it technically still a bear market? That's or? a great question. <laughs> so yeah, we, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ was already in bear market. Market territory again down 20% from its highs. Mm-hmm. SP hit that on Friday. All right. Now, in the crazy market on Friday, the Dow and the SP came back. The SP ended up 0.5%. So technically, it's not a bear market, mm-hmm. but it did hit bear market territory. Okay. For everyday investors, DC, it doesn't really matter. A little bit in, a little bit out of it. It's a bad market. Right. Hopefully, it climbs out of here and stays out of here. Of course, we have to go. I think we're now down 18.5%. Yeah. Technically, on the S&P 500. Technically, not a bear, but let's hope it goes straight up and then back into bull market territory. <laughs> but nice. it's still, still very choppy. We'll get out of this. <laughs> sure. We'll get out of this. Okay. DC, real quickly, we wanted to squeeze in the just about the last of the earnings period from last week. And this this hampered the market early in the week last week. We had a nice up 500-point day, then a big down 1,000-point day. The worst day of the year did happen this past week. And it was because of Walmart earnings one day, followed by Target. Walmart, uh, we're starting to see some weakness from the consumer just a bit. That worries the markets. Yeah. And then Target, they had actually... If you looked at the numbers closely, their sales, their revenues were up and the foot traffic to the stores also up, but they missed with their product mix, I think. Right. And and they missed earnings. They had a bad profit. The earnings per share down and boy, did, did they pay. They paid, they lost a quarter of their value Jeez. in one day. Wow. So uh, that's what's going on there. However... On the positive side, on semiconductor, the area that's supposed to have shortages and everything else, beat their earnings per share, beat their revenue estimates. ON is the symbol there. Still down 17% year to date on ON, but a big jump in their share price. The other two symbols, Walmart, WMT, and Target, TGT. I'd like to move on quickly now to another investment idea, a new one that we have not covered on the program before, DC. Came across my desk last week. I am still doing my due diligence on it. We do not currently own shares of this for myself or any investors at NJC Investments, but I am doing my homework here. Certainly not a recommendation then from me to you. I don't know your suitability, but we talked about value investing and how value is outperforming growth year to date. This is a value strategy from First Trust Securities. It is an exchange traded fund. So it trades like a stock, but it's a basket of value stocks. And this these value stocks, all dividend paying stocks. The name is the First Trust Morningstar 
Dividend Leaders ETF. Sounds good, right? Okay. Here's what sounds even better. The symbol again, FDL. FDL trading on Friday at $37.43, 52-week high, $39.24, 52-week low, $32.32. So it's up higher in its range. This exchange-traded fund full of the top dividend-paying companies, according to Morningstar and First Trust Securities, up, yes, up (laughs) 5% year-to-date. And D.C. Taylor, this fund pays a 3.5% dividend. If I told you we have an investment for you in 2022, up 5% year-to-date with a 3.5% dividend, you would tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> right. But this is true. FDL, you can do your own homework there, as we are doing currently at NJC Investments. And if I can help you in any way, including getting the deep details you need to make a wise investment decision, absolutely free of charge or obligation, you can ring us up at NJC Investments 570-586-5030. All right. Well, Nick, the, the hotline is ringing. The studio hotline is ringing. It's blinding us because they put a big bright light. So, you know, someone's calling in and it must be important. And uh, this time, every Saturday morning, if someone's calling, you know you know who it's got to be. It's got to be Mitchell Dimitrik for Mitchell's Mailbag. Yes, it is time for Mitchell's Mailbag here on the Your Financial Future program. This is where we answer your questions. And uh, the best way to get questions into us, by the way, is uh, sending an email to nick at njcinvestments.com. And make sure you put in the subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag, so we know who gets all the questions and uh, sorts through them every week. And that would be our uh, always intern, Mitchell Dimitrik, on the phone with us now. Hello, Mitchell. Hello, DC. Hello, Nick. How are we doing today on this truly beautiful, warm Saturday morning? It is truly beautiful, and it is truly warm. We're, we're doing great. We're looking forward to your questions this morning, and we thank you for calling in. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting started. All right. Well, let's do that then. Question one. Go ahead. Alrighty. Question number one comes from Tom in Dunmore. Tom asks, My grandson has invested in Bitcoin and lost a great deal of money over the last year. Do you think he should double down or should he get out? Well, thank you, Tom, for listening in Dunmore, Pennsylvania, and Bitcoin and all the rest of the cryptocurrencies, DC Tiller. Uh, Boy, they took a hit because the stable coin was anything but stable, went to zero. Right. Uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, the top two of the cryptocurrencies. Uh, really took it on the chin over the last few weeks, and it's been a bad year for them. Everybody was saying maybe if the markets are bad, they might be a hedge against inflation. Mm-hmm. That didn't turn out to be the case. I will tell you that Bitcoin, coming into this year, outperformed all three indices on the market 10 out of the last 12 years. So there's something there. Right. There are a lot of financial industries getting behind the top tier of the cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, like Ethereum. We do own some Bitcoin and some Ethereum for certain clients through the Grayscale Trusts, um, and they are down, certainly. Mm -hmm. With a cryptocurrency, it's a new type of investment. I'd be cautious. Now, you say it's your grandson, so we're assuming he's young, DC Taylor, a lot of time to recover. I do think that Bitcoin survives in some shape. I just don't know what price. So again, it is a high-risk asset. For a younger person, there's nothing wrong with investing in higher risk assets as long as you don't put everything in there, right? right? A portion of, of your risk assets can go there. 
You know, it may just be down too low this year to be a seller at this point. Maybe, right. of course, do your homework, do your due diligence. And also, he should do his homework and due diligence and take into account how much risk he wants to take going forward. If that's the case and he believes it to be a good long-term asset, again, in my opinion, DC Teller, I'd use uh, small portions of my overall portfolio to risk assets like that. But if it's suitable for his portfolio, then he can consider possibly adding to it, maybe dollar cost averaging in. All right. Well, let's get right on to uh, question number two in Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell. Alrighty. Question number two comes from Jen in Hazleton. Jen asks, I know that energy is the best performing sector in the S&P 500 this year. Is it green energy or traditional energy that is working? Where should I focus in energy for the next five years? Thanks, Jen, for listening in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. And it is traditional energy. A lot of the green companies, DC Taylor, would you, they're down. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought they would have a good year with all the money that's being tossed or talked about being thrown to that area, but it's still traditional energy. You can see that in the XLE, the XLE heavily laden. That's the energy ETF, the largest of them, heavily laden with oil companies and gas pipeline companies. That is up 47.3% year to date. XLE, the ETF, again, mostly traditional energy in that. So for the next five years, I, I think that it's going to be a longer transition to the new green energy types type uh, investments. Right. I would say, and this is just my opinion, I'd, I'd lean more towards traditional energy. I think it's going to be longer than everybody's being told right now, the move to the newer styles of energy. So if I were doing an energy portfolio, I might do something like 80% traditional and maybe 20% more aggressive in the newer, mm -hmm. maybe 80, 20, maybe 75, 20, something like that. Mm -hmm. But everybody's different. So uh, do your homework. All right. Well, we got time for one more question. And uh, Mitchell, that would be you. Go ahead. All righty. Last but certainly not least, question number three comes from Frank in Wilkesbury. Frank asks, I plan on making a lot of money in 2023 on my investments. Don't we all, Frank? <laughs> um, I am not so worried about the rest of 2022. What areas do you think will be the best performing in 2023? Well, Frank, thanks for listening in Wilkes-Barre. Um, a lot of listeners in Wilkes-Barre as well, DC. Yeah. And uh, we're happy to have Frank. And what areas do you think will do best in 2023? That's anybody's guess, I would say. But I'll give you my opinion. I would look at things that are out of favor now. And what's most out of favor, DC? We talked about the uh, growth area, right? Right, yeah. So I'm looking for a recovering growth. Hopefully it starts by 2023 or even before. And I particularly like the semiconductor area that we've covered before on the program, the semiconductor area beaten down like the rest of the NASDAQ. I think the largest of the semiconductor ETFs, the SOX, they call it the SOXX, down about 27% year to date. So there's a lot of uh, companies in there that you might take a look at. I'm looking for lower PE companies in the growth area, semiconductors and other growth companies. There are a lot of quality best in class companies that are, I think DC being sold 
with a lot of the, the stuff that should be sold, but right. some it's a baby being thrown out with the bathwater kind of scenario. Look for quality companies with lower PEs and high growth rates. You can find them out there, but I like the growth area for long term. I especially like the semiconductors. And remember, in growth and in semiconductors, it's a more aggressive area of the market. It's it's not suitable for every portfolio. So again, do your own due diligence to make sure that it's suitable for your particular needs. All right, there you go. There's your questions answered in the Mitchell Mitchell's mailbag uh, portion of the Your Financial Future program. Again, please send those emails to nick at njcinvestments.com and make sure you put in the subject line, Mitchell's mailbag. Mitchell Dimitrik, our always intern, thank you for uh, sorting through and getting us a nice batch of questions again this week. Uh, DC, Nick, thank you for having me on the show each and every Saturday morning. Looking forward to talking to you both next week. We're proud to have you. We're thankful for all the work you do. I hope you keep cool. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next Saturday right here on the radio. Yes, sounds good. Thank you. That again, Mitchell Dimitrik, our always intern right here on the program, DC. Happy to have him every Saturday morning. You got that right. Well, how much time do we have left in the program? About two minutes. Oh, I better. Let's just hurry along. I'm going to uh, leave you with this. Yes. I think the most important thing you can do right now, if you are a long-term investor and you hear this on our radio ads and it may sound boring and it may sound like, oh, does that really work? It is dollar cost averaging. And yes, it really works. We've given you how many hypotheticals over the years, DC Taylor. Uh-huh. My favorite is if you're just starting off, you're doing, let's say, a Roth IRA, you're contributing $6,000 a year, starting from nothing. Let me give you those numbers quickly again, why dollar cost averaging is so important and why in times like this, when the market is down, you're getting more shares at a lower cost. You can do this with stocks, with ETFs, with mutual funds, with any any investment, but make sure it's quality. We've done the Davis New York Venture for you. That's a mutual fund, a value mutual fund that kind of mimics the returns of the S&P 500. The average annual return over the last 40 years, 10.86% return, according to Morningstar. And what, what must we say, D.C. Taylor? Uh, the uh, past performance, not, not a guarantee of future results. That is correct. This is a snapshot of the last 40 years. The next 40 years, nobody can predict. But this is the best that we can share with you, actual history. Starting at zero and just doing a $6,000 contribution per year, dollar cost averaging month by month into the market. After five years, starting from zero, you had $49,120. After 10 years, you had $178,004. This is reinvesting all your dividends, Mm -hmm. putting in $6,000 over the course of the year. After 15 years... $347,400 after 20 years, $1,160,000. And after 40 years, if you have that long-term time horizon, $6,000 a year at 10.86% average annual return, $4.7 million. How'd that be, DC Taylor? Beautiful. Dollar cost averaging works. This is the time to do it. If we can help, ring us up at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. 
DC, I hear the music coming up. Thank you for all your help on today's program. You're very welcome. And we remind everyone, there is truly never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on today's program or anything else I can help you with besides calling us at that number we just gave you, you can also drop me a line at nick at njcinvestments.com. Thanks so much for tuning in this morning on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been a FilmWise presentation. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.